All right, we're back with another episode of the One Third Two Degrees podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we this evening? Well, doing really good. I just realized... i got to mute my uh, computer over here. Uh, just realized how weird it is that we have all these things happening still in summer. Because I was thinking yeah. it should be summertime. I should We should just have baseball, right? Yeah. And yep. then we're trying to come up with things. Uh, for the show, which maybe I did as well, but um, I was sitting here before the podcast. I had three screens going. I had the Brewers game going. I had hockey going. I had uh, the NBA playoffs going. That's not something that should be happening the end of June. What a great time to be a sports podcaster tomorrow. Wow. Nice little humble brag. Three, three screen guy. Three screen. Well, yeah. Three screen guys. Uh, Casey basically. One's my yeah. phone, though, I've been so. to his place. No, I've been to his place. There's like there's like five uh, 70 inch screens just hanging out uh, <laughs> that he just tunes into at different times. But yeah, I'm trying I to think, thought, it, what wall would that have to be? It, <laughs> I think you would have to like have it on different walls and you'd have to turn. <laughs> well, I'll be in swivel chairs. Con- yeah, you're just constantly in your 360 chairs swiveling around. Swiveling around. I'm like Ron Swanson in his circle desk in Parks and Rec, <laughs> just kind of swiveling around. That would be a bad look for the base. It's not a bad. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Next house. <laughs> Next house. We'll build the swivel room. <laughs> so swivel room. All the TVs. So yeah, that's 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 where my uh, evening has been, Marlo. How about I had you? That, how are you? I had that thought the other day too of how like awesome it is right now in July. Um, yeah, baseball's going on. It's cool. There's there's some good stuff for both of our teams going on right now. Yeah, but. We also have, you know, the Western Conference Finals are happening. Uh, there's, you know, other golf going on, and then golf happens. Yeah, fo- football's picking up. Football's picking up. The stories are coming out. Been totally you know. ignoring all football. <laughs> so, yeah, but there's yeah, there's there's stuff going on. There's stuff to talk about, um, and I think. You know, we got to savor it because it's not. This isn't going to wait. It's not the way it's going to be. It's not the way it's going to be next summer. Yeah. Hopefully. And then we have the Olympics coming up too. We have the Euros. The Olymp- oh. I mean, it's it's. Oh gosh, I didn't even I am, think about it's, that. It's it's all happened. Oh, I probably got to put that in here. I was watching a bunch of Olympic qualifiers this weekend. Did you watch any of it, the track and field or the gymnastics? No, um, I I did not. But I love watching track and field. I get really really into track and field because I. So I, quick, I, I'm a runner, but not really. track and field. I don't understand. How, like you pay attention to track and field, like I. I know when finals happen, but like, there's a guy at the gym who's he ran for Wisconsin. He's a big track and field guy, right? Yep. He was in it all week, and that's the problem. It was all week, and there's like heats and semifinals, and it goes for like ten days. And you still have to like make these runs, and it's like I can't keep up with that. Just let me know when the final is. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's another level. That is, that is another level. That's like. Uh, I don't know, like getting into minor league baseball and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's just another level that I'm not really prepared prepared to go down into. Um, but I do, I, I do love watching track and field just because I ran I ran in high school. I didn't run it well, but like so I have like a real kind of like this is what I was able to do, right. and then to watch them be able to just decimate it is just it's awe inspiring to yeah. me. Um, it's wild. Even things. I mean, track and field so great, and Olympics are so great, just because it's things like you can you can contemplate doing. I, I guess a little bit more than like 
I, basketball. I guess I play basketball too, but I don't know. It kind of yeah, connects but, differently. It's no, like, I get it. Like everyone can run. Everybody yeah. can run. Here's a javelin. Like, Look how far they throw it. It's like, oh god, I could barely get it across my yard. <laughs> it's yeah. like right. Yeah, everyone can run. It connects and jump. a little like, bit. Oh my more. god, they're flying through the air. Yeah, and jumping into sand. I it's a little bit more like simplistic or whatever that that it connects. Yeah. But no, I like I like watching the heats just to be like, oh, I'm gonna you know again like bet against myself kind of thing. Like I want this person to go or cheer for you know America or whatever you know those sorts of things. But like I wouldn't go out of my way to do such a thing yeah. uh, in Olympic trials. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well that's that's done. Yeah, I fear the Olympics. Olympics are coming up. Man, we got a full summer. Yeah. So much content for the show. None of the filler. Well, some filler. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of filler, let's get to the Badger stuff happening let's get now. get to the Badgers. You know, okay. First thing, this happened. So, no, we always complained, Marla, when we recorded on, on Sundays. Not that we're doing Mondays, you know, here going forward, but it's just kind of been, you know, summer and our hours are off. Things are off. Yeah. But, um... We've always complained that on Sunday we record, then Monday things happen. There's news drops, you know, Monday yep. morning news cycle, that sort of thing. So that was been one of the advantages of recording on Monday is that, hey, we get all that and we get to talk about it right away. Well, Badgers and Greg Gard had it, was it Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning? Whatever. After Monday night, news drops. It drop. was after we recorded. Yeah. Uh, the, the tapes were released uh, of a hours-long conversation between the seven seniors on the Badgers team and Greg Gard. Um, I didn't listen to it. I read uh, the articles and honestly just out of uh, maybe (laughs) self-preservation, I didn't want to read it, Um, out of uh, just cringe, didn't want to uh, listen to it. Um, So that's where I guess where I'm coming from. Uh, Marlo, I, I, how did you take it in? How did you take the news? Where do you want to start with this? Um, well, you were the one that broke it to me, and I think it was the was it the Sentinel that broke that broke the story? Yeah, they got the tapes. Um, so you were yeah, the they were they were sent uh, by from an anonymous email, I believe, to the newspaper. Wow. Um, so when I read the the initial article, I was like, "Ooh, this is very very cringeworthy." Very cringeworthy. Um, I think. Let me let me start with that. I'll start with the article first, and then we'll actually okay. talk about the content. But okay. um, yeah, I was very cringeworthy, like reading through some of the the quotes from the players. I mean, what was in that initial article was a a lot of uh, players voicing their concerns of not feeling like a family or not feeling like guard had their back. Um, mm-hmm. And stuff like that, and that's not good because this this was supposed to be taken. In, it was supposed to be taken in February, right? I think the, yeah. the meeting was in February, um, and so that was that part was it was it was tough to read because I think as um, you know, being in a locker room before, like you, that's especially a, co- a collegiate locker mm-hmm. room. It's like that's that's part of the experience, right? That's part of that's part of the experience of being there, like. Being close to the players, being close to the coaches, um, you know, it's half a reason. Like, you might think Calipari is a dick, but he relates with his players, and that's why he loves them so much, right? That's why the players, that's why they keep going to him. So, and they get drafted in the first round. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, though. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to, to that point, it's 
um, it was tough to read some of those quotes. And the biggest thing I got surprised about was I thought there was a nice little story from you know the the journal, and it would kind of like stop there. But I was mm. most surprised about how fast nationally the story went. Hmm. Um, you know, ESPN is picking it up, CBS is picking it up, and and putting it on um, putting on headlines in there, and then. So obviously, like it created a a buzz within our circles, right? Mm-hmm. Created a buzz like outside of outside of outside of the Wisconsin circles, um, you know, coming at it. So I think for me, it was like, you know, I've taken the position on here many a times of, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm Guard's number one fans, but you hate to hear it, you hate to hear it, but I think I told you so. <clears throat> yeah, it I mean it definitely is a for the people who weren't guard fans uh, a, a huge huge, you know, uh, point to their side, right? It, it it looks really bad. Um I I kind of in my head spin zoning it, I guess, to kind yep. of be not to say that it's not bad, but he definitely lost this class of seniors. Yeah. And I think part of that well, okay. Number one, uh, shoot, I have so many ways to go. Uh, I wanted to go about this. Um, <clears throat> number one, private meeting, right? Should have yep. been leaked. Uh, yep. I hope. I don't know if I want to find out who leaked it necessarily, um, yeah. because I don't want like a punishment or something. I just wish it never happened because it was a private conversation. Mm-hmm. My big, my favorite, like guard spin zone was like. Hey, he let him talk, and he, you know, a lot of coaches wouldn't let him, let them have the floor like that, and mm-hmm. kind of come at him like that. And that was my favorite pro guard take. And I, to, you know, yeah, make make some sense. You know, it's not like Coach K is not sitting there and letting the seniors come in, and you know, read him his, his rights or whatever. Uh, but it definitely seems like this season, um, they he lost this group of seniors, um, and. I think there are a lot of reasons for that, and I don't know that they're all guards' fault. But he definitely could sure. have solved them. He definitely could. He was definitely in a position. He's the coach, right? He's right. the one he's they have the, the issues with. But you had a group of seniors who all came back and thought, "Look, we had a chance taken away from us last year when we were playing really well, schedule assisted, and <laughs> we're going to come and make a run this year, and this is going to help all of us." And then it didn't. And you have a group of seven seniors who can who all get together and say, can collectively go, this is Greg Gard's fault and not our own. And they all have individual reasons to come to that. That was very anti-player, and I apologize. But none of we, when we talked with Asher after the season we all thought yeah. they were all gone and we didn't know any of this stuff it was just their circumstance but to me it looked like a, it sounded like through reading it that they came back with an expectation and in a covid messed up season that expectation was not met is that greg garfault absolutely 100% he should have been more keen to this and handled this better but i think this was an extremely extremely one time circumstance he's had seniors come through he's had other classes come through and i can't imagine that it's just oh we never heard it because there wasn't secret audio linked there've been <laughs> other player other players there who don't 
you know, I guess aren't signing off on on this kind of uh, scenario under guard. So, and to be mm-hmm. honest, not that they were super close to the program, like, but I, I haven't heard like this. Like, I don't, you know, you sold me a bill of false goods. You know, we're not a family kind of thing. And I think the weirdest thing now with this coming out is Davison coming back. Yeah, because yeah. like like I said, everybody else seemed like they were gone because of their circumstances. And a lot of them looked really good in NBA tryouts or whatever the heck, the combine or whatever it was. Um, so that all made sense. But Davison coming back now seems weird and kind of puts a counter to the whole, not a counter, but like a point against the whole narrative. Like he really lost all of them. So that's kind of where I'm standing on it. I don't think it's like a, I, I don't know. Uh, so I've, again, this is I, me kind of hedging and trying to yeah. fit it into my like, Defend the brand, defend you know the sure. school, defend Grey Guard concept. Yeah. I think for me, I think it like it's revisionist history too because it makes me like look back at points and be like, huh? Like I think we talked about it multiple times. Like Potter's demeanor yeah. um, on the Reavers disappearing. On, yeah, Reavers all disappearing. season. Um, you know, like Potter not seem interested. You, you know, all those things. Um, I mean, even um, shoot, I'm forgetting, but. You know, even some of the even some of the other players that <laughs> that grieve some difference. It kind of it just makes me look at things a little different, and it's a messy situation. And then I I didn't even think about the fact that Davidson coming back. Like, you know, maybe this story gets buried. Maybe someone brings it up at this season. But if they bring it up, that's all they're going to talk to Davidson's about. Um, and any I well until I, he until he you know gets a flagger and called on him again. Right. Then they'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but you know, I, I agree that the tape never should have came out. That's that's a no no. But it did, and now we had to pay. Now now we had to listen. I didn't get to listen to it. I, I did the same thing. I just read the all the quotes, much yeah. like you did. Um, uh, you know, a lot harder to hear. Do we want to discuss possible leaks of um, the tape? Because I guess I know the leader in the. Clubhouse. I don't know. I don't know. I know. <laughs> It's just well, he's not Brad Davison. <laughs> it's not Brad Davison. It's not Greg Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. You can say it if you want. I think. <laughs> let's just say I think he was employed, but might not be employed anymore. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's that seems to be the hot. That seems to be the hot take. The hot take. Uh, they're coming out. Uh, that's where the tape comes from. Which, who knows? But if it is that, I think yeah. it'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I. That just makes me sad, <laughs> just because of all the fond memories I have. Um, but I, I just can't fathom a scenario in which it's anybody else. Agreed. Yeah. Like what? What other? What other? I motivators? don't think. I don't think anybody has anything to gain. Unless you're that disgruntled of a player, but no matter how disgruntled you are, I think this still looks bad. It looks way worse for guard, but I still think it looks not good for the players. Right. And I don't, especially if it comes out that you are the one who leaked it, I don't know how you come back from that. From because let's be honest, none of these Wisconsin players are good enough on talent to get to get by at the next level. Um, or at least you know, not limit their chances at the next level. Uh, I mean, they did by, have a number one number one pick overall in that senior class. 
Ja. <lacht> oh ja, ja, Tschüssi. In Puerto Rico? In Puerto Rico. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I just, at the end of this, I just look at it and it's like a bad band breakup. That's yeah. like kind of where I go back to. Because just think of the expectations we had, Marlo, of this season and how good it would be and how disappointed we were going through that. Now imagine you bet your future on that season going really well and it wasn't working out. And I can just see <clears throat> that kind of animosity or that angst really ratchet up a situation that maybe wasn't good and guard was doing a bad job. But I can like I was frustrated and I'm a in the season and I was pro guard and I can only imagine if I was on you know, I put off playing professionally because I thought this was gonna help my chances and it really, really didn't, how frustrating that would be in this really, really weird and disappointing year for Badger basketball. So okay, I think I've spin zoned it enough. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the uh, just the rap put a bow around it. Um, yeah. Do you think this is something that will linger uh, for the program? Do you think it's something that will linger for guard and ultimately, um, is it actually like is it going to be a thing going forward for guard? It all depends on the next class. If they. Because I think they're, it's open for rumblings, right? I'm going to be more keen to rumblings. Everyone's going to be more keen to rumblings. If Jonathan Davis is dissatisfied, if you know any of these uh, uh, Chucky Hepburn coming in is dissatisfied, Moore's coming in, if they're dissatisfied, then it's a thing. If it's just this one class, and there, it's it's going to be talked about. I don't think Wisconsin is going to fire him over this. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about that. I think Barry Alvarez has come out. and I mean, they gave an extension months ago, right? Yep. Barry Alvarez has already come out and said, we're not firing him, more or less. Um, this is not the AD. <laughs> come on. Come on. He's the man behind the curtains. Uh, so I don't think anything immediate is going to happen. So I think it will hang over the program for a year. If the, the year goes poorly from a guard and team relation standpoint, not even a basketball standpoint, because it might be a challenge in your basketball standpoint, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, from a kind of leak cohesion between them, then I think there is a real fire to this. Otherwise, I think it might just be, you know, for all the reasons I tried to make up before. Yeah, no, that makes sense. How about you? I mean, do you um, think this is... I, I, mean, I, I have a... I feel like it's one of those things when winning cures all, right? If they, it's I feel like it can be a mantra uh, for this season. But if they're winning, like it's it's going to be fine, right? It's going to be fine. But if it becomes like a disastrous season, then I think this stuff will start coming up, right? Just because the, there's nothing else to talk about. One of the com the weirdest line I heard was, "We're not." playing for your resume <laughs> which like it's maybe they meant like we're not playing to save your job which was seemed very true last year yeah but like what resume building is greg gar doing this is by far the best job he's ever gonna get Agreed. it's not yeah. it's not like he's like setting himself up to go to the next big gig so that was just a really weird comment um that was a young kid comment yeah okay yeah all right all right, well, I mean, it can't be wrong, but I hope it, it 
this doesn't carry over to other classes, to other players. I hope that if there are lessons to be learned for Greg Gard, that he does learn them and he can be the best basketball right. coach for Wisconsin that he can be. Most of them went out in a foul swoop, right? Most yeah. of the grievances are gone. I believe uh, Davison, even in the article we read, he did he, he did say those things in the jury, but he did come to Gard's defense um, and did put his name to it when interviewed, right? Yep. So... Yeah, so you know, maybe you get the best of uh, guard gets the people he wants in, and we'll have a we'll have a good season. That's all I look for, right? That's all you want. Yeah, all you want is win basketball games. Yep, win basketball games. Um, all right. Speaking um, of winning basketball games, winning basketball games. Well, we're going to have one uh, next year. The ACC Big Ten Challenge matchups have been announced. Uh, Wisconsin is going to be going to Georgia Tech. Down to Atlanta um, for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Marlo, totally going right. Yeah, we're totally going. Uh, both of my parents, Georgia Tech alumni. Oh, yeah? So, so we're in. <laughs> Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're Georgia oh, we Tech should alumni. for sure go. Yeah. We, I love it. Dr- we, I think we played Georgia Tech, from my memory, I think three times in this challenge. One time sucked because Georgia Tech came back from like a 20 point. We were up by 20 and they came back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, anytime this does happen, me and my parents uh, kind of razz each other. Nice. Uh, during this. Can I get a ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is it on like a Tuesday well, night? Um, <laughs> sure. We'll, it's take we'll, a couple days what we'll do is we'll record, after recording, head down yeah. to Georgia, go to the game, and then during the ride back, we'll record our, uh, our post-game thoughts. Every time we've tried to record right after something, it has not gone well, but we should totally <laughs> no. do it. We should yeah, totally so. do it. Totally do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Um, I'm just glad it's not NC State again. I feel like we've played NC State like every other year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we're not. We're not I, yeah. That. I don't know. I, so do how, what does NC this look State? like? Like, what does this what does this mean? Because we kind of keep getting like the lower tier ACC teams. There was um, there was yeah. a there was a moment where we were getting the Dukes and the North Carolinas when we probably shouldn't have, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um. But like the last few years, we've been we, like the lower, the lower rung. We beat Duke that one time in the Cole Center. And oh yeah, we did in the tournament. Oh yeah, anyway, we did. Um, yeah, it, I think this definitely means don't be thinking top four in the Big Ten <laughs> next year, um, which I think we kind of knew, but this kind of kind of cements it because they do kind of try and do it as the you know preseason yeah. uh, rankings one versus one kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it's a middle it's a middle of the pack season here. Uh, I guess if things go well, yeah. So okay. buckle up, buckle up for that. Buckle it's going to be a really young team, a much younger team than I think we've seen maybe ever at Wisconsin. Yeah, younger than the Bulls. <laughs> that would be All really right. fun. Perfect. That would be really Finally, funny if we're they now younger than the Bulls. That'd be really funny if they kept that going next year and they just <laughs> said, "Here's the Bulls' average age starting lineup and the and the Badgers, even though they're younger." Yeah, no, so just, that's just a good keep, point. Keep They'll find a way. Because they're going to do the graphic. They're going to be like, last year, they were older than the Bulls. This year, this is how much no. younger they are. Yeah. Everyone of the Bulls is one year older. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, other basketball. Jonathan Davis makes the U19 Olympic squad. Why wouldn't uh, he? So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Play him. Play him. I looked at the list. Now I don't have it up. Shoot. Um, I recognize a couple of other names, a couple of the other names I didn't. So, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for him in the Olympics and hope uh, hope he does well. 
and I hope that um, <sighs> basketball refs. Um, <laughs> I hope that he you know takes a lot from it, right? Because it it seems like every time players go to these kind of things, right? Whether it's the I mean, at least in the NBA Olympics, you kind of come back and go, "Oh, look, they uh, you know learned this or did this other thing, um, add this to their game or something." So I think it's yeah. a good opportunity for him. This is problem. This is probably just add to the Olympic team. Might as well. Yeah, might as well. They were saying the Olympic team wasn't going to be good because of the long season. And I looked at lists. It's like, oh no, it's still, it's still really good. It's <laughs> still, <laughs> still like some of the best players in the we're world. Still, still going to be good. Because the the way they were talking about it, I thought it was like they were gonna have to have the U nineteen team as the actual Olympic team. But it's like, oh no, Kevin Durant's going. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> like, wait, uh, I can't have the list in front of me. But it's like it's all all stars. We're all right. <laughs> Settle down. Um, all right. Uh, last Badger thing. Uh, By the way, your source was LeBron, so that's that was they. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron helped me out there. Yep. Oh, there was a funny thing that happened with Braun. I forgot it. Oh, well. Uh, other Badger stuff. NIL is coming. I now forgot what that stands for. The licensing. <laughs> Name and likeness. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Mertz, Graham Mertz, quarterback for the Badgers, released his uh, logo, brand, brand logo? His trademark. His trademark. Tra- uh, Marlon, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh so the Instagram post, I got five on it. Clever. Uh, I don't even think he was alive at that time. No, he definitely wasn't alive at that time. Uh, but I hope he heard the song. Um, <laughs> that's what you thought of? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, okay. I got five on it. Do you really, though, Graham? It's cool, man. Hey, get yours. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot right now. Um, more power to you. Glad you jumped on it. Now just don't throw interceptions. Yeah. Um, he's real... He's. I went on his Twitter page. He's really good at posting hype videos himself. Looks really cool. Yeah. Um, his logo, uh, very Tiger Woods esque in the, yeah. um, the G and the M kind of making making the logo. It reminded me of the uh, GameCube logo. Ooh. It also Transformers. So, <laughs> there you go. That's what I thought of when I saw his logo. But if I was given a hat with that on it, would I wear it? Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about a shirt. I mean, I'd wear it if I was given it. Yeah, I think I'll, yeah. I think point. it would look better on a hat than a shirt. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if... That doesn't make any sense. But I think like, it would. Well, yeah. yeah, like, what is this about? Like, yeah, he has this trademark, like, does that mean, is, like, is is uh, the book, is the bookstore going to start selling Graham Merck's gear? Is that is I don't think the bookstore is going to sell it, but I think you can buy it elsewhere. So he could just start his own website. Okay. I would be... I'd be surprised if the bookstore sold. Are we going to be Mertz guys this year? Or are we going to sit and wait? No, we're... I mean, I'm a homer. Cheer for the... I mean, I'll cheer for... I just don't know if we're going to be Mertz guys. I mean, we were Mertz guys. We were we were the first yeah, in the yeah, scene yeah. for Mertz. We, yeah. Our podcast started Dude. letting it's people know Mertz was coming. That is true. <laughs> He's got to be. He's got to be. He'll be all right. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of better stuff there. Wow, uh, I was worried about filling up the, the episode. All right, let's move yeah. on to the NBA. We're probably going to talk a lot less about this actually. <laughs> uh, then 
the, the, I forgot about the guard gate, to be fair, when I when I first started doing this. So, all right, uh, NBA Bucks win uh, last night, which is why we didn't record last night, because I wanted to watch it. Yeah, uh, 113-102, take a 2-1 series lead. And it wasn't the Middleton game, Marlo. And you know how I just like calling everything the whatever yeah. game. It wasn't the Middleton game? It wasn't the Middleton game, but it for sure was the Middleton quarter. Oh, the Middleton quarter. Got it. 20 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, leads the Bucks onto onto victory. Uh, and, I mean, what... I was talking to a friend who's, who said this was the first... Bucks game I've watched in a long time. He's like, this Chris Middleton guy is good. I was like, yeah, he can be. <laughs> he certainly can be. <laughs> Overall, Chris Middleton is good, but he is an extremely streaky player, and when he is good, he is good. And when he is not, he is not. And he probably had 11 average to below average quarters, and then he got one great one. And I, you couldn't have picked a better time to have it. The Bucks needed it, and he came through, and he delivered. He was... I mean, those some of those shots were ridiculous. The one where he had the kind of step back on the far side of the court was was great. Uh, the one uh, wide open one that he had, I mean, it was just all timely. Every shot needed to go in, and he was there to provide it. And when it's going for him, it is going for him, and it feels so good uh, and, and looks so good. So it's not the Middleton game, but that certainly was the Middleton quarter. Yeah, absolutely. So, going uh, this game. So the Bucks. It was it was very streaky, right? I know I didn't tune in. I had, I was late to the game. I tuned in, and Bucks were already down like fifteen in the first quarter. Yeah, they fight. Yeah, their the way, Bucks. Fight the Bucks got back. down early, and it was it, it was very uh, I guess unnerving early because you always worry about the lower seed team coming home. And having that crowd energy, right, and then being able to propel—that's kind. That's why you see like yep. teams who win the first two games, they lose the third game more often. They win, but then go on to win the series is because they have that energy uh, that the road team does, or the previous road team. Now the home team has that energy, and it looked like that's what was going to happen. And it felt a little bit early in the game, like there was a real concern that the um, the Hawks were going to run away with it, but. Luckily, defense clamped down, and Giannis was good, uh, good enough to kind of keep him, kind of keep him in it um, in the first half. Giannis ended up with thirty-three points behind Middleton's thirty-eight, but uh, it did look like it was a, it was going to get out get out of hand. Um, but then the Bucks got back into it. But then the Hawks kind of went on a little run again in yep. early in the fourth quarter, um, kind of when. Trey Young was in and out of the game. Actually, I think that run happened when he was out of the game. I'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but then the Bucks finished on the strong run, headlined by Chris Middleton. It was a pretty back and forth game, and really didn't. I, I did. I honestly didn't feel comfortable till less than a minute left in the game, which makes sense because I don't think the Bucks led until <laughs> five minutes left five in minutes the game. But the game. yeah. But um, yeah, a real back and forth, and they definitely had that that early energy. Uh, the Hawks did, um, but I think Giannis and because Middleton wasn't good until late, so kind of going back through the game, I was just surprised by how many times Giannis was able to create a shot for himself or for a teammate or or kind of keep the Bucks in it. Because um, I think Giannis gets a bit of a bad rap because he's a relatively poor for 
poor free throw shooter and tends to stagnate on offense late, which is why Chris Middleton being good is so important. Um, but in the early parts where we needed Buck, he had two really big kind of turnaround mid-range shots in the fourth quarter that were overshadowed by Middleton, but buckets that the Bucks needed and he was able to produce. Uh, I think he was really good those other three quarters that allowed the Bucks to be in that position for uh, Middleton to take over. And then the one, uh, I guess the one other, I guess two other Bucks things I got here. One is, uh, <laughs> I was watching this game and I, I thought, you know, Connaughton's not been terrible. And he's been terrible early in this in this game. And I went to look up just as plus minus because he, he had an okay uh, scoring night. I guess this is just kind of the, the type of bench point, bench I should have talked about Portis. I talked about Portis after Connaughton. He played 32 minutes, so he was out on the court a lot. Uh, he had finished with five points, plus 25 on the plus minus. Most of any buck in the game, um, which I guess just means he was just bad at guarding Trey Young as opposed to Brooke Lopez's absolutely terrible job of guarding Trey Young. So I think that was the difference there. And Bobby Portis provided 17 energy-filled minutes. He finished with 15 points. Uh, 7 of 12 from the field. And it's just an an energy he has coming off the bench that really supplements this team's offense that is is really fun to watch. He wasn't wasn't able to play uh, in in the Nets series, so it was really great to see him have the um, impact that we've seen in the regular season that he's carried forward in the playoffs. Bobby Porras, what a firecracker. He is. He gets. He's a super intense out there too. He's super intense. Yeah. He's very. He's a very old school player. He's a very nineties player, right? He's, yeah. Uh, kind of bring him out there for intimidating factor. He can make some hard nose, uh, hard nose rebounding, hard nose working for shots, um, and doesn't like anybody. Does not like anybody on the on the court. Is not his teammate. I like that. that that's true. Um, he does have a little bit of outside shot. He didn't show it in this game. He showed it more in the regular season. We'll see if that comes out here in the playoffs at all. Uh, he has been doing this whole like BP energy thing. He's been flirting with uh, uh, BP, the you know the gas company mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been fun to watch. But sorry, this is a Quick Trip podcast, not <laughs> sponsored. But my God, if I could be sponsored by Quick Trip, I think oh man, we over. Yeah, we would have made it. The then, free though. chicken sandwiches and. <sighs> 10 cent discount on filling up. Ooh. I'd do it for that. Ooh. We're looking at you, Quick Trip. I, yeah, looking at you. We're throwing out our offers. We had a fun, like, my <laughs> my wife had a, a, a Speedway Rewards, you know, account, and I had a Quick yeah. Trip, and we had a fun little back and forth about which was better. I won, by the way. We are now <laughs> officially a Quick Trip family. Again, yeah. balls in your court, Quick Trip. We're available. Um, Last thing, uh, I guess, on the Bucks. Cheryl Crow's a Bucks fan. I always forget this. And the plants come around, she tweets about the Bucks. It's very funny. Who? Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Country Crow? singer. Yeah. What? I, I have no idea why. I didn't look into it. Don't really care. It's hilarious. <laughs> she, she posted a little picture of uh, her and her dog watching Chris Middleton score 20 points in the fourth quarter. It was very cute. And I thought, this is very weird. <laughs> I don't understand this at all. But it I loved weird. it. I loved it. Weird. Is it. And speaking of celebrities, is this me or are they like paying a lot of celebrities to show up at games? 
It's like I'm embarrassed by the amount of celebrities at the uh, Atlanta game that I didn't know. <laughs> well, even Milwaukee, um, uh, Russell Wilson, Sierra were there. Yeah, you guys got. You a don't think to they just her. come hang out in Milwaukee? Yeah, they hang totally. out here all the time. I'm sure. Surely. Chance the Rapper, kind of mad about that. They got him up for Chicago. I wonder how much they paid him for that. Um, who else did we see out there? I don't know. I just feel like, you know, when you usually get these games, the L.A.'s, the New York's, like, you're used to seeing, like, the celebrities, right? Like, that's yeah. no, and even, like, even in the heyday, but, you know, even, even like, really the Chicago's, Milwaukee. the Milwaukee's, like, that doesn't happen. This isn't a thing. Yeah. And so it just it's just jarring to me that there was it just kept showing all these like different celebrities, but I kept being like, it's like Russell Wilson. You always have like that 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 loose tie to Wisconsin, but yeah, but uh, not really though. I mean, yeah, but not really. Not <laughs> for not for NBA basketball, I right? Mean. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, NBA, if you're listening, Mo and I are available to be paid to come Absolutely. sit courtside. We yes. are available. We well, uh, Can you imagine? They're like, here's Chance the Rapper. Here's Cheryl Crow, who's a Bucks fan for some reason. Here's Marlo and Casey. And the whole stadium's like, what? <laughs> Just silence, well, and then they, they show. have a podcast. And then here's Bakhtiari chugging another beer, and everybody goes nuts again. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Bakhtiari, they go back to us. Slowly yeah, back to us. Beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really struggling. It's like, we used to be able to do this. <laughs> Not anymore. No. Oh, man, that'd be great. Um, all right, speaking of not great, uh, rooting against Trey Young has been everything I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, incredibly infuriating. Yeah. I, a lot of hate. A lot of hate. And he just he just brings it on. He loves it, and he encourages it, which makes it better and worse at the same time. Uh, but he does go down in the fourth It was in the fourth quarter, right? Now I have my timeline kind of messed up. Uh, was, it, was it early third or fourth? I can't remember. It was like it was like I think late it was third early, fourth. early fourth. Yeah, late third, early fourth. Uh, he goes to he misses a shot, goes to run down the court, and steps on uh, a stationary referee's foot and twists his ankle, Damn. and then sits on the ground and mean mugs the ref. Like the ref did something wrong. Like how dare he be there? I am Trey Young. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just. Get he off of my he, court. He did the thing he does with every other player he plays, where he just like looks at you like, "How dare you be on the same court as me?" But it was so funny seeing him do it to a referee who's literally just standing there, as if the referee kicked his leg out from under him. Uh, so I waited to see how hard he was before I continued with my whole uh, anti-Trey Young right here. I think he's okay, um, and then. So he goes out, he goes back to the locker room, presumably gets retaped, comes back out. The announcers continually talk about how uh, you know, he's he's walking lightly or he's favoring the side and, and giving him a, a good leash for excuses. Again, he's hurt, I understand. But come on. Uh and they're talking about how he grimaces every time he steps on it. He has a permanent grimace. This is his face. This is what he does every time there's a play. Every time the referee blows his whistle or doesn't blow his whistle. Every time the ball goes out of bounds or doesn't go out of bounds. He has that look on his face. So I don't know how they discerned that that was because of his ankle instead of him him complaining for the other you know 40 minutes up to that point in the game. Absolutely ridiculous. And I think they made a lot, the announcers in, I guess, the broadcast, made a lot out of... Him being out and coming back in 
as if the Bucks went on some crazy run. They played really well without him. They went on a mini run of their own, I think built on the lead that they had while he was out. And then he came back in, chucked a couple threes, missed missed them, and Chris went on his run. And look, I'm not going to say sit here and say they would have won whether, anyway because – or I'm not going to say that this didn't change the outcome, right? It, they might have lost if Trey Young stays in the game. But Trey Young's not guarding Chris Middleton. He's not changing what Chris Middleton did on that end of the floor. Chris Middleton's still doing that. And Trey Young came back in, shot threes and missed. Like, if he's hurt and doesn't think he can shoot past the ball, he's the one who shot. He's the one who missed. And maybe he lost a little bit of his playmaking. But they ju- it just seemed like they were like, oh, well, this game... This game was lost because Trey Young tweaked his ankle. Maybe, but maybe he also lost it by a shooting and Chris Middleton was great. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. And he just. The amount of fouls he thinks he should get, it's just unbearable. It's just unbearable to watch. And they reward him all of the time. I just feel like if I was a referee and I was out there and this dude is just bitching time after time. I would get sick of it, and I wouldn't call it, but they just reward it. They just reward the poor behavior that encourages and then it encourages it for him to complain more at the referees. I just don't understand. I, I don't understand their thought process and their logic. I guess maybe they think they're being fair by then calling it the way he thinks it should be called, but it's it's just absolutely brutal to watch Trey Young go out there, have somebody maybe have a hand on his back, get a call, Giannis go to the lane and just get clobbered and be like, that's tough basketball. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it, it's so crazy the the difference on both ends of the floor on, on holidays. And it's it's not necessarily a, a Trey Young versus Giannis. It's more of a how they call guards, officiate guards versus how they officiate big men. And, the, I mean, there's just, all the rules are you can't, essentially can't touch guards, but you get in the paint and more or less anything goes down there. It's a lot more physical game in the paint, which is why we see the NBA as it is now, right? It's guard-oriented yep. and three-point oriented. So, all right, rant's done. Trey Young's annoying, <laughs> um, but also very good, but also very good. And um, I don't think he deserves all the calls he gets per se, you know, as his in, in his point of his career that he's in, uh, but he's very good and... You know this Atlanta team on the on the rise, on the rise. Not breaking any news by saying that, but um, it's it's interesting to look back at what is it, the 2018 draft, 2019 draft, or whatever it is where it went Aiton, Doncic, Trey, and everybody. Again, this is just an anti-Doncic take, so I own up to that. Everybody loves him the most. He's the only one not in the playoffs right now. So. Yeah. There you go. That's what I got. I think that's it. I think I'm, I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of Bucks, Marlo? Um, yeah, I think they did what they had to do. I mean, in all honesty, what they could have they could be up three zero right now. Hmm. Um. That you know, game one it came out probably flatter than it, but the game two they put their they put their foot down, showed their dominance, and like like we just talked about with the game three, 
Atlanta came out with the uh, with the fan energy led for most way and had some some back of some deep deficits on the Bucks, but they were able to battle their way back. So I think they've done they've seen all like all four scenarios or all yeah. or three scenarios. Um, yeah. And with that, they've overcome two of the three. The, the first one they they were very easily could have overcome, and you know I think it's the Bucks series series to lose at this point. Yeah. Um Thanks for bringing up game two. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Just a total blow. <laughs> and I think the Bucks went on a 20 run. Just kind of clamped down on defense there, which was really fun to see. And basketball is so weird because I was like, would you text me up? At, text me at half and they were up. Yeah. They were like 30. Something. 30 something? And yeah. it's like, is it safe? And I was like, I mean, come on. Like, it has to be, right? But in the back <laughs> of my mind, I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, game game two was an absolute uh, domination and really fun to see, really fun to follow, follow, uh, watch and follow along and just be like, you know, I'm just fist pumping and and celebrating the whole time. That was a really fun playoff game that doesn't that doesn't happen often. And I think you brought up a good point. Like game one was there. Content misses a wide open three pointer that would have gave him a one point lead. He airballed yep. it. Yep. Like they were there in that game and. They played like crap, <laughs> and Trey Young played awesomely. Uh, so it after game one, it felt like, oh my god, this is over. And now I'm sitting here after game three and being like, three zero, it was reasonable. You know, I don't expect them to uh, gentlemen sweep necessarily, uh, but I, I guess my expectation now, since you're asking, Marlo, uh, Bucks yeah. and six, Bucks, Bucks and six, Bucks which is kind of the the meme take of Bucks fans. Yeah. Of in every series, <laughs> it's always Bucks and six <laughs> until it has to be seven and then seven, and then you know sometimes they're out of the playoffs. But we're not gonna think about that right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, feeling pretty good overall. Feeling pretty good. Um, Want to see Milton play better? Want to see Drew be a little bit more consistent? Uh, Want to see uh, Bobby Portis continue? Connaughton continue to be not terrible. Uh, and Giannis to continue to be one of the best players in the world. And I think they're set up to do that. I think they're set up to do that and expect that going forward. Um, hoping for a gentleman's sweep, expecting Bucks and six. <laughs> All right. I'll go with the gentleman's sweep. That'd be great. Bucks with the gentleman's sweep. Obviously, room for that. Um, all right. What, let's move to the Western Conference. Marlo, uh, Clippers just beat uh, Phoenix in game five. So the series is now three to two. Uh, I guess I'll actually acknowledge Game Four here before I go into Game Five. Um, <clears throat> the Suns had a huge lead in Game Four, uh, and the Clippers just couldn't get over the hump. They came back. They came all the way back. I think they were down twenty something points at one point. They came all the way back within a point. They missed. They were zero for twelve on field goal attempts to take the lead, uh, which is a record. Uh, and it just seemed like in this game, they were never never able to kind of break that glass ceiling or burst the bubble or whatever analogy you want to make. And if they would have done that, I think they come back and win the game. But the Suns do hold on in Game Four and Game Five. Uh, Clippers win. Paul George was great. He was actually great in this. Sure, they let him hop around and take as many steps as he wants and shove as many defenders away from him as he wants and really give him every call. Sure, but he was really great. Uh, 
in this game. Uh, I didn't get the stats up. Here we go. Um, he was 14 for 19 at one point. Uh, he finished 15 of 20 for 41 points, 8 for, eight, for 8 from the free throw line. I mean, really just a great a great game by him. I guess we have to give him credit, Marlo. Yeah, you always got to give playoff P some credit. He always has one <sighs> good game. I don't like giving playoff P credit. I don't know. <laughs> he just, he's... He's a slightly better Chris Middleton. He can be really good. Oh, I forgot I had a Chris Middleton point. Um, he had 20 in the fourth, got 38 in the game. That would tie his career high. That seems like such a low career high for Chris Middleton. Um, all right, good. Glad I made the point. Uh, uh, Paul George, he's like a slightly better Chris Middleton. <laughs> he can be really good. At, he's His good is better than Chris Middleton. I'm not, yeah, his ceiling is a I'm little not, higher. His ceiling is a little I'm not, higher. Yeah, but he comes in and out. He has really bad games. He has really bad moments like Chris Middleton does. So if you, Bucks fans, if you think it's frustrating um, having Chris Middleton as your number two, I guess you have to imagine yourself as a Clippers fan where Paul George is now your number one because, again, quiet, Marlowe. You said he was coming back. What's going on? Um, I guess I was finished with false information. Yeah, I guess. Might not be. I, I, it's weird. He's up in the stands, right? It just seems, it feels weird. Why haven't they announced that he's coming back or not? I don't know. Is it day to day? They just I haven't said anything. They just haven't said anything. I don't know. I don't know. Keep keep the other team on their toes so they don't know. I don't know. It's very Patriot-esque. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, questionable. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It, very good game by Paul George. I, what I said about him kind of getting every call is in jest, but he does. Um, and I, the first half was so buoyed by Marcus Morris and DeMar, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins had 15 points. Uh, Morris had 22. I bet of that combined 37, I bet 30 of that was in the first half. Uh, they really opened up and kept LA up they got out to early lead and, and kept them up um, when Paul George wasn't cooking yet and then he got cooking in the second half and uh, that was that was that uh, are you worried now Marlo am I worried uh, for, for our sons <laughs> I'm not worried yet I'm not worried still think they can bring it through uh, come together as a team win the Western Conference but uh, but obviously LA has a little more experience, you know. Yeah. Than that, so there's all there is always that. But I I truly think the top to bottom Suns are a better team. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be hard to win two more games. Although I am worried about the Clippers winning Game Six at home, and that comes back to Phoenix, and everybody's just super nervous. <laughs> I can see that happen. I. And the one player who has experience on the Suns is Chris Paul, who has terrible experience yep. in the playoffs, in 3-1 leads. Um, I don't know. I really wanted Phoenix to close this out now uh, to, to kind of put it to bed. Uh, I'm a little bit worried for their chances just because of that kind of scenario where Clippers go home, they have another good Paul George game, and then all of a sudden everybody in Phoenix is super tight and hasn't really... I guess they have Jay Crowder who's kind of been in a couple games, but he's not really 
you know, one of the best players on the team. So I'm a little worried, Marlo. I'm a little worried. Let's say one to ten a six point seven five. Ooh. Okay. It's pretty technical. Yeah. Pretty worried. Yeah. Pretty worried. Anything else on the NBA, Marlo? We had one in the Thrones you want to bring it up here or leave it for Thrones? No, I read it. I, I, I just thought I was up noting Chauncey Bullops coming the head coach of Portland Trailblazers. Uh, one of the moves that make me feel old. Yeah. Um, I didn't really. I just didn't realize. I thought he was still on TV, but apparently he was assistant coach. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I knew he was, the, I knew he was like going for, for GM covers. jobs before, and then yeah. now now he's head coach of Pistons. But hey, you know, congrats, congrats, Chauncey. I just. Again, you know, I I see it like every time I watch the Clippers and I see Tyron Lue, you know, um, he's with the Clippers, right? Or is he another team? Yeah, Clippers. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's a Clipper. Every time I see him, like all I can think of is him laying on the ground while Iverson steps over him. Yeah, that's all. It's it doesn't matter where I see him, press conference. All the is like, dude, how does anyone take you serious? I would just literally throw that YouTube clip of every time. Um. But you know that's just you know it's one of those just one of those moments like you remember Chauncey beating the 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 Lakers that could never be beaten with Kobe and Shaq yeah um, yeah ended end of the dynasty yeah end of the dynasty like I remember that stuff and now he's a freak coach like just old yeah we are old um, he was a kind of a hot name I heard him linked or I didn't hear I read that he was linked to the Boston job obviously they went a different way. Um, with that, uh, going to Portland, interesting job. Stotts was there forever. Uh, they have Dame Lillard, who now seems unsettled, question mark. Um, so that is something that would need to be addressed or repaired uh, right away. I just don't – I guess you take you take a head coaching job, right? You get offered a head coaching job, you take a head coaching yeah. job. We, talk, we say that in the NFL all the time. Um but I don't. I don't know. What Portland's. I think Portland's at their ceiling. I don't see them getting any higher. So it feels like only down from where they're at. <laughs> Seems like a tough job to take. Um, but I take it, and maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm sure Chelsea Bills thinks I'm wrong. Chelsea <laughs> um, definitely thinks you're wrong. But you. you I mean, you, yeah, you definitely take take the job as you're offered, and that is. It is true that we. You know, we're getting to. Uh, where players we watched our coaches, Ty Lue, obviously. Uh, but he's Chelsea Phillips is a was a better player than Tyron. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, we're we're getting to that uh, stage in our in our careers where we'll talk about how we remembered when this this coach played. Because it's always weird when it's like, oh yeah, so and so, you know, uh, um. Terry Stotts played, or uh, what's the guy who just got fired or left the Mavs and went to Rick Carlisle? It's like, oh, he played basketball. I was like, what? It seems so weird <laughs> because we didn't we didn't see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Donovan's always one. It's like, oh, look at him at Princeton. It's like, okay, okay, great. Um, but now we're kind of remembering all those things as as they get as these guys get hired now. So yeah, definitely old. Um, all right. That was basketball. On to baseball, Marlo. Baseball. Not in the Thrones. We moved it up because I had three things I wanted to say. All right. Uh, first of all, Brewers are a season high 12 games over 500. Let me check. 
Oh my god, it's 14 to 4. It was 4 to 4 when we started the podcast. Uh, all right, let me update this. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me change it in the notes. Brewers are 13 games over 500. Uh, waxing, absolutely waxing the Cubs today. Oh man, that feels good. Uh, so things have been going great there. Uh, pitching has been great. Not only the three who have been pitching well all year, but uh, the other, uh, I guess, two and a half pitchers in the starting rotation have been pitching well. That back end of the rotation, uh, Hauser and Lauer, um, have been have been uh, really chipping in, doing their job. And the offense has kind of woken up uh, a bit. Um, that had been kind of the, the struggle earlier in the season. It's it's waking up, and again, they just put up 10 runs in an inning on the Cubs. So I'll take that. God, I can't wait to go back and watch that. Um, so season high for the Brewers, going really well. All things going well there. Um, sticky stuff, Marlo. It's here. We're checking for it. Uh, apparently, pitchers have been cheating. No way. And, and using foreign substances to... I don't know, to doctor the ball or give themselves better grip, essentially. It's led to these crazy high spin rates that we've seen. There's been a lot of documentation about the increase in spin rates. Uh, a mild increase in velocity, but not really. Um, now they are checking pitchers as they leave the mound, but also there's a coach's challenge thing, which has kind of been a, a clown show. Uh, Marla, what do you think about MLB's attempt to clean up the game in specifically here because they're cleaning up sticky stuff. Yeah, way to go uh way to go Major League Baseball, way to take a stand against something that was bringing everyone joy to this baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how we had pitcher duels, no hitters. This was great and now we're going to take it away because chicks do the long ball. That's cool. Yeah. I understand that. But what I mean, haven't Pitcher's been doctoring the ball in one way, shape, or form since like the beginning of time. Um, Pretty much. And, you know, I, I won't go ahead and read all the laws and bylaws of, of the Major League Baseball handbook, but... I wonder how long it is. It's really long. There's it, a lot of rules. It has, to be, it has to be long. But what's, you know, I don't... I guess foreign substance, blah, 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 blah. I still don't, I still don't see the problem with it. In like a holistic view of like, oh, the pitchers found something they could use. Like batters find stuff they can use all the time. Um, but when it comes to the pitcher, all of a sudden, and it, I think the biggest thing is that it happened mid-season, right? Um, they're just yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to start enforcing this now because we said so. The PDF for baseball rules is 188 pages. Sheesh. I guess the last we'll get the three are blank for notes. Got it. I don't know who's, who's writing the notes there, but thank you for providing uh, the notes for that. So we will not be we will not be reading that. Um, yeah, it, it does seem very strange to have it in the middle of the year, but I think the weirdest thing or the the worst thing about it is the spectacle of it. It's the, I mean, the Joe Girardi uh, Max Scherzer thing was just a joke. Uh, the fact that you can call from the dugout and be like, "Hey, this guy's pitching too good. You should go check his glove," is absurd. Um, that happened a couple times, and the just checking off, checking the players as they come off the mound. There was an inning where the uh, Brewers were playing the Rockies, and the Rockies guy gave up like four runs in the inning, 
and and he comes off the mound and they check him and he's like, "Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. you think I'm cheating out here? I gave up four runs. Like, what are we even doing here?" And a couple players have you know pulled their pants down. <laughs> it's been kind of funny, but it's just it looks really dumb. And I guess maybe getting this minor form of cheating that nobody really cared about before this happened um, out of the game, whatever. Um, it was a really hasty way for MLB to deal with it, and the optics just look absolutely ridiculous. But that kind of falls in line with how the MLB operates. Yep. So. Yep. So there you go. Um, I guess it's going to continue to happen, so I guess keep an eye out for it. And I guess maybe we'll see spin rates come down and be like, offense will pick up and be like, wow, this was really a problem, but I mean, I know strikeouts were up and stuff, but like that seemed like a more baseball was going to a strikeout or a hit or home run model, and that's how they wanted their hitters to hit, as opposed to how the pitchers were pitching. But uh, we'll see how that all shakes out here the rest of the year. Um, next one I had, uh, Trout goes to the injured lists for 60 days. And this was just a thing where it's like, I should care more about Mike Trout. He's a generational player, and... I mean, He's going to be out for sixty days. I'm going to watch as much Mike Trout play baseball as I did, if it, as if he was playing. The heart, the heart wants what the heart wants. I feel like I should just care. <laughs> I just don't. It's on late. Yeah, I'm up late sometimes though. I could watch. I don't know. I just feel like I should watch Mike Trout, and I don't. That's all. That's all I wanted to say by that. Uh, next one. Schwarber has 15 home runs in June. Former Cub, Kyle Schwarber. 15 runs in June. What a month, Marlo. The funniest thing, the best thing. I mean, I'm just, you know, chef's kissing this the whole time because all the Cubs fans are like, good for him. I've always liked him. <laughs> they all just know our owner is too cheap to pay him and he's hitting bombs for some other team. And they're all just, you know, over here golf clapping. God, I love it. It feels so good. That's it. I just wanted, you know, to take that to the Cubs fans for Kyle. Sure. All right, take that. Do it all right, is it for Major League Baseball? I think so. All right. Let's just check, see if the Brewers score any more runs. Let's, uh, uh, let's before that happens, break. let's get back to America's favorite segment. Oh. This should be a good one. You know it. You love it. It's Casey's Corner Kick. Marlo, what a day in international soccer. Uh, possibly the most entertaining two games. Uh I, they're not the most entertaining two games ever, but in a day in which there were two games, it was probably the most entertaining two games back to back that I've ever seen. Uh, so I guess we'll start with the upset. This was the second game to happen because uh, that's the way I wrote it in the show notes. France loses in penalty kicks to Switzerland. Uh, in this game, I think we saw the best of France with uh, both Benzema goals and Pogba goals. Pogba's goal, uh, which were just, I mean, uh, poetry in motion. Benzema's first touch on his goal to bring it, the pass was behind him. He brings it from behind him, around the defender, in front of him. It's absolutely unbelievable. Their second goal was just great ball movement. Mbappe had a great touch in the middle. Uh, I think he passed over to Griezmann, who crossed it to Benzema. Absolutely amazing. And Pogba's shot just such class uh, was was unbelievable. Th- but that was not they their class couldn't outdo their faults. Uh, they got out to a such a sluggish start as they have all tournament. 
Uh, they have all this talent, but they just were playing with such a lack of urgency, a lack of flair, a lack of uh, excitement and passion. They were down 0-1 going into half, um, which they never a position they never should have been in. Uh, then they score three in a row in the second half to go up to 3-1. Pogba has his great shot. Uh, they give a goal on a counter, on a, just a nice cross that they didn't defend well. And we, you kind of saw the weakness in France's defense. They got Once they got up, they continually found themselves stretched width-wise. And the two center backs uh, just continued to be... Um, Scott Van Pelt's just doing his best thing he saw today was Paul Pogba's, Paul Pogba's goal. I can't say Pogba's goal very well. It's really tripping me up here. Um, which was oh, exquisite. Uh, and then he did like three different goal celebrations, which is also really cool. Um, back to actually talking about what I was talking about. Uh, then he gives a France. So they uh, step walk through the first half, uh, and then the defense got stretched. Width-wise, that's what I was saying. There we go. Back on it, Marlo. I know. You you were right there with me. Super concerned. Um, and uh, just didn't didn't have... An, the falls just allowed Switzerland to get back into this game, a game they should not have been in. That set up the penalty kick. That set up the moment. Uh, Switzerland makes all five of their penalty kicks. It comes down to Mbappe, your boy. Yeah. And he steps up, and his kick is saved. And the best player on France, who had a good game, not the dynamic attacking you would like out of him, but on two of the goals he was involved in the buildup, uh, as you would want him to be, uh, has a, I don't think it's like a crushing moment, but it's definitely a missed opportunity. You can point to this and say he didn't show up for this moment. Uh which has to go down, you know, in... I mean, he's, what, 21? So it's like it's weird to talk about in his legacy, but um, it's far too early for that. But it's it's a missed opportunity, and he could have kind of cemented... Not cemented, because he wouldn't have won. So I, I, he would have just continued. Um, so it was an opportunity for him to make a mistake, and he made a mistake. And it was disappointing from France's probably best player. And your boy. Any words you'd like to say to defend your boy? No. All right. Nope. Silence says everything. Yeah. All right. Other game today. The first game, uh, Spain, it was extremely similar. It was, it was so bizarre. So in both games, the, the underdog team went up 1-0. Then the favorite scored three in a row to make the score 3-1. to one, And then the underdog team scored two again to force extra time. It's absolutely bizarre that the same sequence of goals respective of the favorite and underdog that's why uh, happened and created two three three games that went into extra time uh, Spain however unlike France uh, was able to score in extra time they scored two goals uh, the the fifth goal is elementary but the uh, goal to go up four to three was an absolute strike from Morata who's been getting a lot of grief and I mean one of the terrible sides of sports, death threats uh, from fans for his inability to score. Um, got it, got the ball uh, inside the penalty box and just absolutely rifled it into the top netting. It was a great goal. 
uh, to put them up, and then they did add the additional one. Croatia just looked dogged at the end of the game, uh, just too tired to compete with Spain. Spain uh, does enough, and with France out, uh, really opens up a path for Spain uh, to advance far into this tournament where early in the tournament they did not look like a team who was advancing far when they had like a bazillion passes and zero <laughs> goals um, in the Spanish style. <clears throat> but now they've had f- 10 goals in two games, five games back-to-back. Uh, so maybe they found their scoring boots and will continue that on in the tournament. Um that is it for today. There were other games earlier in the week, but this, I mean, today just stood out as such an example of the entertainment of international soccer. It's not the best soccer, and soccer fans like to point this out, club soccer is a lot better. Yeah, but it's entertaining because of the flaws, kind of like NBA to NCA. We like NCA basketball more kind of because of the flaws. Because yeah. of the, well, one, because of the, uh, connection to the fan base right you have the university in ncaa basketball you have the nationality in international soccer that's fun but there are flaws not everything's great not every team is built well you know france has its weaknesses belgium has its weaknesses spain has its weaknesses that's entertaining it's it makes it interesting and different and diverse um and we saw that kind of today a lot today um, so looking ahead this week, Marlo, tomorrow, as you're listening to this, well, you probably won't listen to it Marlo, tomorrow, Marlo, but um, as our fellow fans are listening to this, <laughs> England's going to be playing Germany. That's probably the best matchup of the first round of knockouts uh, that will be happening. And then uh, on Friday, so then I think we have a couple of days off, and then it's Belgium, Italy, uh, Friday, I think those two teams, the winner of those two games, are going to be the favorites to win the tournament up there with Spain, uh, with France out. Um, keep an eye on that. England, Germany. Germany's been disappointing in this tournament. This feels like... This feels a little bit like uh, the Bucks in uh, last round. Like, they... they England needs to get past Germany like the Bucks need, needed to get past the Nets. If they can do that, I think they can inspire some confidence in their squad and really turn that into a real run at this championship. If they don't, then it's an embarrassment and they need to rethink everything. <laughs> like the Bucks would have been. There you go. Uh, back and then, to the Bucks. It all comes back to the Bucks. And then Belgium, Italy, Friday. Uh, Italy's been probably the most impressive team in the tournament. Belgium was my favorite going into it. It looks like they're going to be out without two of their biggest playmakers, De Bruyne and Hazard, who both left their last game with injury. Um, so maybe a depleted Belgium. Uh, they still have talent on the field, but it is without those two playmakers, it's going to be hard to break down the Italy defense, who has been so resolute in this tournament. That's it for the corner kick, Marlo. That's it. A whole it. bunch of soccer. Euro still happening. Beefy corner kick. Cup America's beefy happening beefy as well. Said. They're finally getting the knockout rounds. So I'll actually pay attention. <laughs> we'll talk about that once they're in the knockout rounds. All right. Corner kick's done. We have some throw ins to go over. Yeah. Casey. We, we, moved, we moved MLB up. <laughs> Kicked yeah. that HL down. Yeah. Stanley Cup finals, Marlo. You in? Um, I guess now that they're at the finals, 
<laughs> you might as well be. Might you might well. be able to find the games. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning's going to strike twice. I went to put on the, uh, was it the game, the Tampa Bay game seven? And I put it on and I was like, it was on USA. And I was like, oh, fuck, Marlo's not watching this. <laughs> he's not going to look at USA no. to try and find out. No, it makes game. no sense. That's where it was. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> Lightning are up 1-0. They won, I think, 4-1 to one, uh, early today. Uh, Marlo, is it already over? Are the Tampa Lightning or are, are our Canadians capable of a comeback? Make no, it a series. it's over. Lightning striking twice. We're going to keep the cup in the United States. That's it. Tom Brady's going to be on the boat with the cup. It's going to be. Oh, he's going to get hammered again. Yep. That'd be great. Yep. The second time in his life he's been drunk. There you go. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I've i been told for three rounds. I keep saying I've been told when I read things and <laughs> internalize them. People, I'm not talking. People aren't talking to me, so I don't know why I keep saying I've been told. I've been reading that the Canadians are going to get whooped <laughs> every every round for four rounds. Uh, yeah, but here they are. Uh, but I, uh, this time seems different, and I think this time might be the time that they actually come back down to earth. Although we're rooting for the Canadians because they have Cole Caulfield. <laughs> um, next thing, bro, there's a crazy disc golf shot. It was out there. Uh, he threw it uh, 200 yard, 200 feet, something like that. Uh, in a had to hole in one, he holding holding one it. Um, well, the shot was great. The atmosphere is better because there are people just around the green. There are people in the water. There are people running onto the course when he made it. It was like it was just golf without rules. People were everywhere. It looked so fun to be there golf and be a part rules. of like this it. ridiculous, ridiculous disc golf shot they're in the lake of the golf course they're just like hanging out there. it was so cool and uh i mean i guess you'd have to be kind of it obviously you're into it if you're going to the disc golf championship but like god that just seems like such a niche thing that would be so fun to be a part of yeah like you're into it and like in your normal life, you're probably the only person who's into it. Right? You're the only person who's really into it. But you get together with all these people and like, dude, let's just jump in the lake and watch this the final from the lake. God, it seems so cool. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm a little too old for that now. But, you know, 10 years ago, me, I could see really getting into something niche and brilliant behind that. That'd be Pickleball. Really pickleball is the new one. You can get into Pickleball is the new one? Pickleball is the new one. You can right. you get a pickleball. Super exciting. Super exciting. All right. Speaking of super exciting, let's talk about the our athletic feats, Marlo. Yeah. How's softball? Softball's good. It was a good night tonight. We revenged one of our early losses uh, to a team. Nice uh, revenge game. Yeah, revenge game. One of the best pitchers in the league. Throws a wicked sky ball. Um, but it was good. We team won. That's all you can matter. I I, yeah. did, I did what I could do to contribute. That's uh, right. Team player. Uh, yeah, team player. You know, no big deal. Three for four, three RBIs. Uh, but it was a good day. You made it sound like you didn't do well. <laughs> you, like, you tricked me into thinking you were going to be like, you didn't do well. But it's like, oh, by the way, I was, you know, they gave me the game ball. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, you know, my, yeah. my swing's coming along. They don't do that, but if they did, yeah, probably, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah probably, probably, yeah, probably, so, yeah, we're just, we're rounding out the halfway point, going down yeah. the round robin before we hit the, uh, the end of the season tournament, so we're, we're coming to form very well. Nice. Well, you know, how still is, time, uh, still time to figure out that 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 swing. You know, get up to that four for four. You know, there's time, Marlo. There's, there's time. time. There is time. How did you get out? Oh, I popped out. Oh, okay. Infield Good pop. Problem. It was embarrassing. Nice. Wow. The last time I played softball, I played outdoor, and uh, I was playing center field. And a fly ball, I just misread it in the lights, and it hit me in the leg. And I was like, I'm never playing softball. <laughs> I just missed it. I just missed it. And I was like, this is not my sport. <laughs> I'm out. I'm totally out. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's the softball. How's the yeah. uh, how's the soccer going? Oh, man. Old Man Soccer League, we're back, Marlo. Uh, we got a new player. Ooh. He played at Whitewater, so agent. he Ooh. is pretty good. Uh, and he's from England, so must be good, right? Wait, uh, what? Yeah. Wait, so what? That, wait, 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 yeah. wait. Was, what kind of briefcase did you roll out for this guy? I don't know. I didn't roll out a briefcase. Maybe I'm paying some of his league dues. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> uh, they seem a little expensive this year, but that's fine. Uh, just excited to be on the team, Marlon. That's really where I'm at. I'm not getting any game balls. I'm just you know trying to get in the way of shots and... Uh, we had a victory uh, week one, so we had a bye week one, so week two we had a victory uh, over a team who has kind of been at or below our level. So they've, I think they finished either tied with us or be- right below us. So it was a good, a good, uh, a good start to the season. We took an early four zero lead and then let them get back into it with some lazy defense. Not oh, me, I wasn't on dude, the field for yeah. that. Make it feel good. Let him back in four to three. Ended up winning six to three. Although I'm pretty sure it was seven, um, but they gave us official score of six to three. So a good start. Um, not much stat wise for me, I'd have to say. But I think I, you know, I, I hung in. I hung in there. Didn't make any terrible mistakes, uh, but didn't do anything spectacular yet. Mm-hmm. So still, still feeling it out. Again, sprinting. Very tough. <laughs> All of a sudden, the fields are short. They shorten the fields, Marlo. They're smaller. Oh, really? They took, they took about uh, I don't know five yards in the sides and uh, all, all all around the field. It, it felt like it was a lot shorter. Uh, it felt a lot shorter, like you're, which is I guess less running, but it was just a, a tighter space, which uh, just felt a little different. Felt a little off. Yeah. But there we go. Next game is tomorrow. Uh, against uh, a group, uh, another team that I play with on on my Saturday pickup game. So it'll be a fun game. Uh, a lot of people I know, uh, not like I'm, you know, I know who they are. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, don't want to get high myself, but uh, it should be it should be one. All right, fantastic. Uh, um, anything else? Any other throw-ins here? <laughs> no, I I think I think we're good. <laughs> All right, you sure? Uh, yeah. All right, I'll save. I can All save. right, I'll All see right. the commercial again. All right. Well, that will be it. Um, that will, yeah, that will be it for me. In case that's all I got. Uh, if as always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlo Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Casey, that's it for me. You got any last words? That's it. What a fun episode, Marlo. Um, 
I need to not sit in front of the computer for an hour before recording, I think, is, is what it comes down to. Uh, well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.